Gracious and loving God, it's been an awesome day. We have felt your presence from the very beginning. But Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have sent. We thank you, God, for sending even more as the word comes forth. Move me behind the cross that the words of my mouth will be pleasing unto you and that it will prick our hearts and our minds and our souls that we may be transformed from this point forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Class of 68, I want to catch you up a little bit from last week because this sermon is the second in a series. Last week I didn't know it was a series, but God put it on my heart and made it a series. Amen? So I don't want you to be behind the time, so I'm just going to catch you up a bit. The last of this series will be preached on the fourth Sunday in this month, and it will simply help us to come together to know one thing. And the sermon series is simply how to get to know God. Last week we talked about are you hungry yet? That Jesus is the bread of life, and that's what we're going to focus on this morning. But yesterday's journey and last week's situation help us to know that God is with us all the time. I don't know what went on in your life yesterday. I don't even know what went on in everybody's situation. But the world faced some things this week when there was a bomb plot. But guess what? There are bomb plots all over the world. There are areas where Satan wants to destroy the joy of the Lord. And it is up to us to remember that we are seeking the bread of life. So the sermon last week simply asked questions about what it means to know what it means to be hungry. Not hungry for any food, but hungry for manna from heaven, food, spiritual food. We ask, are you hungry enough to get forgiveness? Are you hungry enough to stop blocking your blessings and confess unto God? Are you hungry enough to want to eat together with one another? You know those cousins from the family reunion? A woman, when I was away, shared a story about two different groups of people. Both groups of people were truly hungry. And they both sat in these rooms with these great big bowls and these great big spoons. But one room was starving to death and one room kept saying, ooh, that's really good. Same number of people, same big bowl of soup, same spoons. But what was the difference? One had learned to feed each other. And the other said, you ain't going to get my spoon. So we have to ask, are you hungry enough to unify, to serve one another, to love one another, to care for one another? And if you are, then you're ready to have everlasting life. Because if you can confess unto God and seek God and receive the food that is not perishable but everlasting, you can connect with Jesus Christ. So with that in mind, the question today is, do you know who I am is? Turn to your neighbor. Do you know who I am is? And I know there's somebody who's an English teacher right now that says, did teacher say that? Oh my goodness gracious. Oh no, it's not one of those regular English teacher question statements. And don't, don't write that on the paper like that. But the great I am. 
one is the I am of all I am. And there's no other way to put it because when you see all the I am statements in the book of John, you just have to step back and say, Mm, mm, mm. Right. Ain't right. the great I am good. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he awesome? Yeah. Some of us say, well, the great I am knows me. And that's all I need to be concerned But my question in part two of getting to know Jesus is do you know the great I am? Not just any I am, but the great I am. The I am who is the good shepherd. The I am who is the bread of life. The I am who is the light of the world. The I am who is the resurrection, the way, the truth, and the life. The I am who died on Calvary, rose for our sins. The I am who breathes breath into us every day. I've often said to people, try holding your breath and see if you can keep yourself alive. And since you can, you have to realize the breath of life comes from somewhere that's not within you. Do you know the great I am? The bright and morning star. The lily of the valley. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you know the great I am? Some of them, some of your neighbors not going to answer you. You have the audacity to ask me, do I know the great I am? I'm in the house of God. I know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. What do you mean you want to know, do I know the great I am? Some question that pastor had a nerd ask me. The question is, since we know him, do we live like we know him? Do we believe like we know him? Oh yeah, your toes are going to start to go cloudy on this one. Because the grace of God moves upon each of us, but we have to be willing to walk it out, talk it out, transform. And that's what the great I am does when you get to know him. But you see, knowing Jesus Christ means that you learn to seek the truth and let it penetrate by faith into your whole body. Every aspect of your life is impacted and touched by knowing God. Oh yeah. Knowing God takes time, but He knows everything about us. He knows how many checks that we have done, that He has forgiven us because the bank has given us an opportunity to do something different. He knows every situation when we went to sleep on a test. All right, 1968, some of y'all went to sleep on a test. And a teacher gave you grace. And said, I'm going to give you a break unless you take the test again. You know they did. Because they knew your mama. They knew your daddy. It was off the street. They worked with one another. And they said, now look at here, girl. Don't make me bring you in the office. Personal. Conversation with you. 
you see, that's how the Jews were. The Jews were trying to figure out how this great I am, named Jesus Christ, who was the Son of Lord and Joseph, could be who they said he was, coming down from heaven. That's that boy up the street. You can't be talking about that, That's not the one you're talking about is the, is the bread of life. You confused. He's a carpenter. God even lets us know there's multitasking way back there. You may have a job on the front, but the calling on your life is bigger than your job. So the other part of this is when you get to know the great out here, you don't get hung up on what you do for a living. You get hung up what you do for life. Do you live enough to love Jesus Christ every day through all situations? And all situations have to be looked at. God is not a conditional God. The great I am loves you every day, every hour, anyway, through it all. When you look back and wonder how you got over, when you look back and wonder how you were today, when you look back in 1968 and say, who kept you? Yeah. You've got to say it was the great I am. Whether he kept you yesterday, last week, 52 years, 99 years, 102 years, ever how long he has kept you. He is the difference between having any life and having a great life. Any life won't do when you are part of the I Am crew. You want the life prepared by Jesus Christ. You want the one that will make you get up in the moment and say, Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm glad to be awake this day. I don't care what the world has to say about me. I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord looking for Jesus. That was the commercial for the great I am. We have to be willing to embrace forgiveness. Not just any kind of forgiveness. Show up, stop down, call all the people who are on the short list, your long list and clear the slate. If there's anything in between any of us, God forgive us. Call upon the love of Jesus Christ to do something new. Y'all at your 38th anniversary, some of us are getting ready to celebrate many different anniversaries in our lives. But it's interesting, 38 is two before 40. And when you get to be 40, something happens. Y'all have happened to reach 40 years in your life, but you're getting ready to reach 40 years out of high school. So that means you're getting ready to go into a new season. Stuff that used to bother you, you look at it and say, oh, you won't get my joy. You won't get my situation. You won't raise the hair on my head because it ain't like that no more. And I'm happy about it. We began to imitate. Like the Ephesian pastor said, you need to imitate and be Christ-like. We ain't trying to be like Mike. We ain't trying to shoot five hoops. We ain't trying to be what we used to be yesterday around the corner. Because the truth be told, what we look like now, we didn't look like that. We didn't think our hair was worked up, our hair so We didn't think our body 
I'm being a heartbreaker now. Somebody in that church just got a pacemaker. I asked them, I said, do you think they can put the right speed on it? Yeah. This sister can walk faster than anybody. I'm 80-something years young, yada, 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 yada. But she allowed God to change her a long time ago. And when you've been set free, you are free indeed. Are you hungry enough to get to know God? To receive the man of heaven that will give you eternal life. Nobody's perfect. We are all in process. Every day is a chance for new mercy. I know some of you are saying, if she only knew what the doctor had told me, that I just can't seem to do yet. I'm going to get to it next week. Don't worry about what the doctor told you and say, I know what he told me. I have to be concerned about what the doctor has told me. But more importantly, I have to hear what Jesus Christ. We all got to have a moment where we get in order. Obedience is better than All right. And it's good to know that God knows you. But it's greater to know that you know who he is in you. Because he has a preferred Christ-like vision for our lives. I want you to think about these things. Jesus told us to do two things. To become baptized so that we would be adopted into the body of Christ. Take and eat of the bread of life. And go not just to know him, but to remember him, to embrace him, to feel him in us. Because without him, we cannot be transformed. There used to be a little jingle, Transformers, more than you die. That was after 68. That's why we feel something but I know you know. The attitude about transformation is we've got to confess unto God. We've got to be willing to allow God to renew and restore our lives. We've got to be willing to get together to unify. We can't be all on these separate islands and say, I got this. We got that. We got that. Come together as one body, one baptism, because if we believe more things together than what the separate doctrines of this and that and the other. Get together with the classmates. Talk about what you really, really, really believe about Jesus Christ. And you find that you have more in common than you don't. I want to share with you a little statement that comes out of the discipline of the United Methodist Church. And it just talks about we believe the sacraments are ordained by Christ are symbols and, pledge, are symbols and pledges for the Christian profession of God's love towards us. They are a means of grace by which God works invisibly in us. 
quickened, strengthened, and confirming our faith unto him. The common ground is Jesus Christ. Embrace that in your relationship with one another. Take the time to get things straight. Somebody ought not walk in the room and every time they walk in, your skin flinches and you say, oh yeah, I forgave them. I really did. I forgave them 10 years ago, but it's something about when they come in the room. They been over it. And you still holding on to the old and I mean just holding on. And they don't even know why you hot with them. By the grace of God, our discipleship to Jesus Christ calls us into an orderly relationship that's about love, mercy, grace, forgiveness. And I'm going to step on somebody's toes because I'm going to step on my own. We say we forgive and we hold in the little thing in the pocketbook. Now, now. Today, let it be the last day we That's right. Remember in 1968 class, you fell out with a 1968 class? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if all the other people ever you fell out with in year 1, 2, 5, 7, 1906, this is the year 2008, pulled out and oh! In the name of Jesus. God is giving us new mercy each day and we missing it, holding on to last year's drama. He gives us newness and we not taking it for what it's worth. The girl or the guy you was dating back then, they done married, you married them, you done divorced them, it's over. Y'all not doing no more basketball anyhow. So what they got the last game shot? Hey. <laughs> Lastly, in knowing Jesus and becoming more Christ-like, read the passage, the other passage in the lectionary, Ephesians 4, 25. And read it all the way up to 5, verse 2. I'm just going to give you the opening line. So then putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors. For we are members of one body. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. I'm going to stop right there. For all y'all who used to think Big Mama was making that up, that's where it's from. Ephesians 4, verse 26. You always wanted to know where that was. There it is, in black and white. And do not make room for the devil. These must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their hands so as to have to share something with the needy. And then it goes on to talk about all the things you ought to put away. But I want to close simply with what it says put on. 
Verse 5, 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God. And live in love as Christ loved you and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and a sacrifice unto God. If we are to know God, we have to understand what he gave up for each of us. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Both divine and both Live and felt the pain of being in a human body. But following through the scripture, it said that he would die for our sins. We are atoned and given the opportunity for newness because we get to know him. He already knows him. If you want to get to know him, if you want to know the bread of life, the shepherd of all shepherds, the bright and morning star, the newness that is given unto you in sin. Stop hating. Start loving. Know him for the grace is awesome. His mercy is like none other. And if you're not walking out your soul's salvation somewhere, this is a good place to walk it out. For life is great when you live it. It's even better when you live it Christ-like. Life is awesome when you live it, but it's better when it honors Jesus Christ. If you're hungry enough to eat, you won't hunger anymore because you will have eaten from the bread of life. Let your change in your spirit, in your soul, in your attitude begin today. Allow your head and your heart to be guided through with love by Jesus Christ. May the great I am be known to you this day a little bit more. Are you hungry enough to get to know? Are you even hungry enough to let it go forth and be a blessing unto others? The doors of the church are open. Where you stand? And sing.